Late Shift Extra, in partnership with FTI Consulting, presents the Reanimate podcast. Brought to you by the National Portrait Gallery and Bowers and Wilkins. My name's Martin Ware. I'm in a band called Heaven 17. I started my musical career in a band called The Human League. I've also got a company called Illustrious that does three-dimensional soundscapes for artistic uh, mainly artistic reasons around the world. also have a sound branding company called Sonic ID. I also run a show called Future of Sound, and this is kind of like a bit of a Future of Sound event as well. Well, I've been talking to the National Portrait Gallery for a couple of years now about the idea of sonic portraiture being a valid way of embodying the essence of a human being uh, or a personality. And I think they've got it now. Uh, they understand it and they're willing to take a bit of a punt on it, hopefully in the future. So I've been doing some stuff in conjunction with the Road to 20, 2012 project, which is leading up to the Olympics, which is mainly photographic. But we had a competition for Goldsmith students uh, saying they could use any medium they wish to create new portraits. And the ultimate idea is tonight we've got many artists that are doing things using different media. Uh, in particular, we like the five senses idea, so the Sissel Talas. Uh, the smell artist, she's, going, she's created a perfume, a scent for tonight. And then there's various touch elements, there's very tactile and haptic elements, sound of course. Not so much light and vision, but there are some uh, projected films. The idea is an all-encompassing kind of sensory series of experiences, and hopefully to try and persuade the National Portrait Gallery in the future that they might consider having a sensory gallery. I'm Brian Duffy and I've created a piece tonight called It Is No Spirit from Who From Heaven Hath Flown and uh, it's a recording made with a machine that I built called the Optophonic Lunophone which is a device for listening to stars and it's made in honour of William Huggins, a uh, late 19th century scientist who put a spectroscope on a telescope and evidenced that stars were in fact suns. Well, my background is uh, of a musician and a sound artist, and I've worked in various um, musical projects. I tend to have a particular philosophical point of view, which is about, is it possible to look at the world around us uh, from a slightly different point of view uh, as a way of revealing the kind of mystery that's around us that we sometimes miss? I tend to use processes that uh, reveal hidden um, surplus value and hidden meaning in the things around us that's easy to take for granted. It's kind of a difficult thing to uh, respond to as so much in the National Portrait Gallery, so many different genres and do you respond to the portrait itself or the colours of the portrait or the painter or the sitter or and so there were, I was a bit confused really, there was so much to respond to, but as soon as I saw the portrait of William Huggins I knew that that's what I wanted to do. He had these very kind eyes and you realise that those, those eyes had changed humanity's perspective on the universe.
Well, I've tried to make a piece that is a little meditation on the nature of light. The lunophone is a very, very delicate instrument and it has to be set up very accurately. And then you have to wait for a clear sky. And sometimes you can wait for months. And I imagined while I was making this piece, after four days of sitting, waiting for there to be a clear sky, there were no clear skies. And I imagined that that must have been how he felt as well. I know how frustrating it is when you're trying to take measurements from a star waiting for it to be visible. So I started the piece with looking at daylight, which I've never done with the optophonic lunar phone before. And it starts with the sound of uh, light coming through the leaves of a tree, uh, shining through some Venetian blinds into my living room. And it's a very delicate, shimmering sound that sounds very much like what it looks like. It starts with this kind of contemplative place uh, and then it goes through little moments of doubt and little moments of revelation and it, it starts with starlight, goes to ambient light of the night sky which unfortunately in, in our modern times all uh, artificial light vibrates at the same frequency and it reflects off the atmosphere as a 50 hertz earth hum. And then it returns to daylight and then it ends in the light of a single pure star. It's a little contemplative meditation on the nature of light and I imagine it was a process that he underwent. This is the Reanimate podcast at the National Portrait Gallery. My name's Doris Pierce. I am the Adult Programmes Officer at the National Portrait Gallery. Late Shift is our Thursday and Friday night programme at the gallery. We're open till 9 o'clock every Thursday and Friday night and we have a range of different events which uh, range from kind of drop-in talks and discussions to drop-in drawing workshops and then once a quarter we have uh, Late Shift Extra where we're open till 10 o'clock and we work with guest curators to programme a whole night of events with a distinct theme. The concept of uh, Reanimate came about when we met with Martin Ware from Illustrious and Karen Pearson from Folded Wing. Martin was talking about his ideas around sensory portraits and we decided to work together to create a whole night of different senses and portraitures. My role in putting together Reanimate is to work with Karen and Martin and take their ideas and make them work in the galleries. The inspiration for Reanimate is um, the beautiful building and the portraits within it. A, a kind of reinterpretation of, well, shall we say, more traditional means of portraiture. As uh, we go along, they're trying to attract new audiences with different tastes, people who, like me and my children who sit on the internet all day long um, and have a different relationship with their... Uh, a different context for their view of what, it mean, you know, what personalities mean in a permanent installation like this. So I think this is a new way, for, a new way for everybody concerned to reinterpret and reanimate the existing portraits. Hey, my name's Karen Pearson. I run a company called Folded Wing and I'm a radio producer. We do a lot of stuff with radio, uh, for the BBC, with brands, and also a lot with music and kind of marrying the two things together. Um, we've done a lot of projects uh, with Martin Ware in the past uh, for Bowers and Walking Speakers. Um, he's come down to a lot of the events we've done in the past. 
it's been a really fantastic experience to be able to do something at the National Portrait Gallery. I mean, I went there um, as a small child and I hadn't gone back there until I'd done this project and I get excited every time I walk into the building. It's just, well, it's just massively, massive inspiration and every time I go back there, you just get a different feel and sense every time, you know, you go there. So, yeah, it's just a real buzz to be able to do something with the National Portrait Gallery and with Martin. We are um, a group um, um, who's responsible for making Counter 12 clock, which is displayed tonight um, on the wall. The aim of the project was for us to portray the inhabitants of East London from all the boroughs that are taking part in the Olympic Games. We wanted to show how diverse the people are there, how different, but at the same time they have this feeling of anticipation about the big event that is coming. So we got inspired of the waiting and thought of creating a clock, a real-time clock and a countdown clock. So it works both ways and it's also downloadable as a screensaver. So people will have it with them all the time as a reminder until the day of the big ceremony of the beginning of the game. I'm Nick, I am a musician and I'm here at the National Portrait Gallery. So far, I've really loved uh, the more kind of soundscape art pieces. I think they've been really good. Yeah, really varied, varied stuff. I like being able to come down, you know, kind of later on in the day, kind of enjoy these spaces in a bit of a different atmosphere. Have, you know, have a drink and chill out, enjoy the art, enjoy just, yeah, the space. I just went down the road. I re what I really like about events like this is just, actually just, the, the chance to just see something new really, hear some music, um, you know, there's drinks, there's, you can meet some new people, but set in a really cultural setting, it's just, I, I love it actually. I've really enjoyed the live music, there was something really special up in the gallery um, at the top, really beautiful, um, beautiful singing that's up there. The Reanimate Podcast. A number of artists that I've got involved um, on the live side we've got Ben Westbeach who's just got an album coming out um, on Strictly Rhythm who's a fantastic artist um, I heard of him when I used to work on Giles Peterson's show and he um, yeah Giles signed him to his label and then he's gone on and yeah done fantastic things so his album's out very soon one of Martin's friends um, Marvin Ayres is also playing in that same room and then there's a lady called Andrea Triano who I thought would fit beautifully in the space. She's um, she's just coming with one musician, but she does a thing with the looper and a pedal and a guitar, and it's just beautiful for that space. And when you see the room, you just walk in, and it's such a magnificent room with really beautiful paintings. So I just wanted to think of the artist that would sit nicely in that room, really. So that's going to be a fantastic um, room to be in, sort of throughout the night. Hi, I'm Andrea Triana. I'm here at the National Portrait Gallery uh, in the centre of London and I've done a live acoustic show with a bit of electronics and sampling um, for a live audience and it's been a really lovely evening. I think uh, the, the show tonight was definitely a different approach. Um, it was an acoustic show um, and I just really wanted to kind of vibe it in a way. It's an incredible room, you know, incredible atmosphere and it can just give you more space to kind of improvise a bit more and make crazier sounds but also make it more intense because it's just, it was just me and a guitarist. Um, so yeah, I think I felt like I had more freedom tonight really just to try different things out. 
when you can perform with a level of freedom it's always more enjoyable you know you're kind of expressing yourself more you're, you're trying different things you're into kind of new territory it's always a little bit scary you know sometimes it doesn't work out and you can hit a bum note or whatever but you just got to ride with it and that's the beauty of kind of live music sometimes and improvisation so we've got that in the live room and then after that room shuts at 8.30 in the main space as you walk in we've got Ilum Sphere doing a live DJ set. That's going to be really fun. I actually haven't seen him DJ so I'm really super excited. The reason I wanted to bring him in for a number of reasons is number one, I knew that he'd be very excited about doing something with the National Portrait Gallery and number two, the music that he's, he makes is very kind of analogue and doesn't use very much technology in doing it and I thought it would be very interesting to bring his sound into the National Portrait Gallery so it's, it's fantastic that he's been able to come down um, from Manchester for that. I'm Elim Sphere and I composed the soundscape rooms 18, 19 and 20 for Reanimate. I come from Manchester and I um, make electronic music. I also run uh, the party Hoya Hoya, which is now a record label as well. And um, yeah, I've been releasing music for a couple of years. Some of the ones that inspired me the most was, not necessarily specifics, but it was more the overall feel. Like Room 18, having the, the poets, Wordsworth and stuff like that. And it was very, the people in that room were responsible for so much literature that is still kind of studied today. And then moving into Room 19, people like Brunel, who have had such a huge impact on our life today and the kind of, you know, whether it be trains or bridges or, you know, kind of infrastructure that we take for granted. And then in, in Room 20, the two main pieces that dominated were the vote reform portrait and the um, anti-slave movement. A certain mindset that was, that was there in the 1800s was kind of very keen to push things forward and to kind of like use what we have and make the most out of it and progression and you know I mean art invention and and um, and thought you know they're the the kind of the three titles of the rooms and I think they speak a lot and I think they what I try to do as an artist and what we try to do through Hoya Hoya a lot of the the themed can kind of be you can trace them through right through to, to modern day but they might be interpreted differently you know. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to be involved and it's, um, I still haven't even heard the piece yet so I'm going to kind of wander down and see how that sounds and then play some music to everyone. Wing and Illustrious present the Reanimate podcast. 1926. Text in, text in, 123. 231237. Spooky shirt, I'm thinking cheese, Tradiga, Working Men's Club, Catatonia Tribute Band with all the trappings of Valley Chic. Let's do it. 122753. Did you know about the Pacific Island where they worship an idol of Prince Philip? My name's Tracy Mobley and I've composed the soundscape, Text Me Upscape, for Reanimate. I used to own or co-own the foundry in Shoreditch in London, uh, so I was putting on different arts events. Um, artist, lecturer, 
and I've just written a book which is called Text Me Up and basically that's what another part of what I'm doing here tonight is doing a signing and a reading on the book Text Me Up which, is, which the soundscape is also based upon. So effectively I've saved every text message I've ever been sent since 1999 and produced a book out of it and my artwork. Martin's like a large section of the book with his texts and everything and we've collaborated on a number of projects before but and it was great then coming down here because several people who work in the National Portrait Gallery coincidentally are in the book you know like all the serendip how the serendipity things work the portraits in room 38 really inspired my soundscape because of the actual people who the portraits were um, a few that, that were based on the artists that produced the portraits, but it was really the subject matter. Just so, so got into it. Like, um, you know, the one person that's responsible for stem cell <laughs> development, uh, for example. The other person who was responsible for finding out that, you know, smoking causes lung cancer, looking at different things on how drink affects breast cancer. I just really got into the different research, really, about all the different people when I went in there. I was the bucking bronco queen last night. I suspect footage will be on YouTube imminently. The process of composing the piece, I wanted to select different texts that related to the different subjects and the different artwork that was that was in the room, obviously, so it <clears throat> sort of connected. I wanted to do it like that on one level, but then on another level, it's like sort of almost like the inside, you know, with the Mark Quinn head in the middle of the room. It's almost like the inner workings of what's going on in people's mind in, in the silence, you know, when you're walking through when you're walking through a gallery. I don't know why there's never sound. I suppose it's because they think the people need to concentrate more. And, but it's all those sounds that are happening around you that you don't hear. You know, it's those words that are shooting through you like, and around you that are text messages, basically. If I could capture this moment, stroke slice of time now, where everyone's alive and everyone has hope, I would. If we were born without emotions and tear ducts, my eyes would be wrinkle-free and my heart would still flutter. Late Shift Extra presents Reanimate at the National Portrait Gallery. I'm Sister Tolas, based in Berlin. Work with smell molecules, reproduction, communication to invisible reality that's around us full time. For this uh, late shift project, I created uh, an invisible portrait. Uh, this invisible portrait consists of smell molecules and it's a reproduction of body sweat. So it's the sweat of Gaia number nine. As part of a series of work I'm doing with the body as a tool of invisible communication, which has to do with how does the body smell, you know, beyond uh, all what you put on it, be it perfume, deodorant, soaps, etc., etc. It's like a kind of a celebration of the body's identity through smell. The visitors or the audience or the public is going to react very strong towards my contribution, in this case the sweat, because they don't suspect this to be in this kind of context, you know. Normally you relate to the issue or the notion of portrait, you, you, you think about image and uh, hardly beyond that, you know. And in this case you have to use your nose to get the message. Danielle, I'm a graduate of Fine Art and I work in live events. I went onto the website, on the National Portrait Gallery website a few weeks ago, 
and um, quite interested in these kind of things. So I was trying to find out whether there are any events in the near future, and then that's how I found out about this one. I think my best part of tonight was walking through the doors right at the very beginning and being offered a stick, which I was told I was an invisible portrait. Um, it's apparently the smell of a lot of BO. I just like the way that these events are put on, just because they're a bit different to normal exhibitions. They're more interactive, and I, like, as an artist who works with a with the body myself, I quite like how human body can interact with artwork and kind of become engrossed in it, engulfed in it, rather than just standing there looking at something. My desire to be an artist dates as far back as my memory and was wholly spontaneous, or rather unprompted. I'm Martin Ware and you're listening to the Reanimate podcast at the National Portrait Gallery. I like the, the layout of Only Connect. It seemed a very interesting uh, way to display and a more, much more relevant way to display uh, the connections between different uh, famous people and the way that networks build up. I think it's very interesting. And it inspired me to think that if I could find some famous quotes from these people and have them kind of drifting around the room in a kind of ghostly manner, at first I thought I'll get actors to do it and then I realised... I think it would sound a bit hokey, so I did it myself. My parents surrounded me with every facility to learn drawing, but, as I've told you, strongly discountenanced the idea of my being an artist unless I could be eminent in art. As a sound bed, uh, I decided to do some research into the different um, uh, composers that were included in the room, including Scarlatti, uh, Beethoven, Holst... Uh, Elgar there were several others but um, they were the main pieces that I wanted to use uh, that were, uh, I really liked and they're all electronic interpretations of these famous pieces so I'm a big fan of Wendy Carlos and Walter Carlos so I did them in that kind of style Anxiety is the The Late Shift Extra series, in partnership with FTI Consulting, presents Reanimate at the National Portrait Gallery. Hello, my name is Di Mainstone. I'm an artist and I largely explore the area of fashion, technology and performance. So I integrate um, technology quite often into these kind of wearable devices, um, which are kind of quite ambiguous in shape and usually work with dancers and allow them to sort of play with them and see what journey it takes them on. I was invited by Martin and um, was really, really excited to get involved and sort of hooked up with my friend Adam Stark and we decided to collaborate and focus on Isambard Kingdom Brunel as our portrait of choice. It's called the Atmospheric Railway and it's inspired by one of Brunel's um, works which was called the same name. Um, and it was a, a railway system that was uh, propelled by, by air being blown and, and sucked. And so it was a really interesting form of transport. It was kind of blighted with all sorts of trouble in terms of technology. And on the day it was supposed to be shown, um, it didn't work. The seals had been nibbled away by rats. So people kind of slightly laughed at this project and made fun of it. But it, it was interesting just to focus on something that was such an interesting story after Brunel was such a you know hugely successful for so many projects. 
Holly Miller, our dancer, basically approaches this box and the box is full of these strange entities which are representative of Brunel's kind of vital organs. So you have this kind of headpiece which represents the soul and on the back of it are the, the years, like it's a, a gauge, a thermometer that gauges the years of his life. So as she fills it with ball bearings and she attaches a tube and flings her head forward, the ball bearings come streaming through the tube and hit ricochet bells in these kind of little funnels at the end. Those sounds are then sampled and, and basically the narrative takes you from Brunel's birth through to his death and um, Holly takes us on that journey through um, the interaction with all of these different elements. I'm just really excited to see all the other artists and see what's going on and just to have such an incredible collection of, of people together and so many exciting things through to the kind of smell artists and um, you know I'm interested to hear Martin's sound piece and Brian Duffy and just generally I think it's just really packed with good stuff. Hi there, I'm Marvin Ayers and uh, I've composed the soundscape Anthropomorphic for Reanimate. Um, I started off um, playing classical cello. I learned cello and then uh, I sort of took my grades, went through to music college, played piano as well at the same time. Uh, and then I self-taught um, myself for violin. And from then uh, I sort of went out into the big wide world and uh, sold myself. <laughs> as a musician, player, yeah, and then ended up doing sessions. I played in bands, toured around, um, and then I about, I suppose about 15 years ago, I had a big sort of change of direction and I ended up just coming back to really my first love, which was the cello and composition. And that's really where I am now. I suddenly had this image of, of the kind of gallery late at night closed and all these kind of portraits and and the strange thing and the ironic thing is they're all sort of hanging side by side and some of them kind of are enemies you know and and then now by by chance they're all hanging side by side so i sort of had this idea of this piece that was very kind of kind of ghostly and sort of, sort of piano trickling piano and that, that was it really I, I think that it was not the one portrait that stood, stood out was the one that was somebody that was not famous or had that kind of sort of cover cover star you know it was somebody pretty humble and there he there he was amongst all these other uh, I don't know prestigious and wealthy people so yeah I, I, that was the one that kind of drew me in but the whole gallery I think was just sparked my imagination for the whole piece
I'm Mary Calix and I've composed a soundscape for the Tudor Room and it's based on the painting of Catherine Parr, the portrait. The piece is called I Desire No Commendation, which is um, a text from a letter she wrote to Henry VIII when he was in France. I'm a composer. I work uh, in electronics and also for voice and classical instruments now, but I started out really just in electronics. Uh, Martin Ware came to me and um, we met at the Creators Project in New York about a year ago and he came to me um, with this project and he was so enthusiastic about it and he was very enthusiastic about trying to um, coerce the National Portrait Gallery into um, collecting sound portraits and this seemed th something very important to him. It's not an area in which I work but I really agree with him. I think there should be more sound in the National Portrait Gallery. Obviously whenever anyone thinks of the Tudors you think of Elizabeth and Henry um, and I w was intrigued by Henry's wives. These are the most instantaneous things you think of. And the only thing I knew about Catherine Parr was that she was the survivor. And I really liked that about her. She was the only one who made it out of the marriage <laughs> alive. And she published the first book uh, by a woman in England. And she was quite a radical. And these things intrigued me. And she spent a lot of time on verse. So I started to look at her writings. And this is where I got the text from for the piece. So it's a vocal piece. Um, and I, I basically set this letter to music. Well, the voice is actually of another artist, it's of a visual artist, so the singer on my piece is an artist called Sarah Lucas, who has, I think, the most portraits in the National Portrait Gallery because she has a room in the, in the ground floor. So she came and sang it for me. Um, so it's just Sarah's voice with some electronic in instrumentation, but it's processed from Sarah, and there's some bells in there, but otherwise everything you hear is Sarah. I was asked to pick a painting. I found out a whole lot of history that I didn't know anything about, something that was really inspiring and interesting. I got to work with another artist um, who I really respect and admire. So there were lots of things about it. It's made me want to delve further into Catherine Parr's life and actually I plan to write a bigger piece. So this has kick-started something that if you'd asked me three months ago I knew absolutely nothing about and had no interest in. It started a whole new chain of thought and that's the sort of privilege of, of the job I do as a composer when you come to these projects. But now I want to take it further. You know, I, for me this is just the beginning of something. This is the Reanimate podcast at the National Portrait Gallery. I'm Doris Pierce from the National Portrait Gallery and you're listening to the Reanimate podcast. It's really important for the National Portrait Gallery to put on events like this so we can reach out to new audiences. We have a really massive, loyal, loyal audience that come to the gallery really regularly. But what we really want to do is to speak to new people. So I hope that people come away from the night 
with a new idea about museums and galleries in general and about the National Portrait Gallery in particular and think it's a place for me, it's a place I can come back, it's like I can bring my friends, there's so much here that I can do. To be in a gallery that's open, free, accessible, um, different, all different uh, types of people, different ages and everything, walking around and it's just having a, a social night out, you know, and I think that's how art should be. People don't think of, of galleries as something that are potential spaces to be invigorating. You kind of tend to think they're the one type of space and that you go into them and you look at a picture and you have to be sort of solemn and you, it's almost like going into a church. And I think when you sort of open it up um, and invite different performers and, uh, and a different feeling inside it, you kind of recognise the space more because you're not having to be so kind of reverent about it. You almost feel quite weird and sort of, you know, sacrilegious as sort of having a party inside a, a, a gallery. But it's really, really good. It's, it's refreshing. There was over 3,000 people turned up. So wherever you went in the gallery, it felt nice and busy with a really nice atmosphere. You know, whenever we do events, it's very straight music, radio-based, and I always try and bring in little art, bits of art or film and stuff, but this really shows that you can take it to the next level and not to be too scared to complicate things, you know, because the more things that were added to the night, I was thinking, it's really going to confuse people, but it didn't. Everybody took something different from it. And I think what I've taken from it is the confidence in being able to stretch the boundaries and do new things and collaborate with more people, you know, to make special things and experiences that people maybe haven't ever come across before. I just hope that when the dust has settled afterwards that everybody regards it as a worthwhile exercise and it may just have tipped the balance that the gallery or maybe some other museums as well would take sound a bit more seriously within their, uh, their framework, not just something for a, a particular special event. The National Portrait Gallery Reanimate Podcast Curated by Illustrious and Folded Wing. Brought to you by Bowers and Wilkins, a night of sound and sensory stimulation, exploring the body, movement and the senses. The National Portrait Gallery is open until 9pm every Thursday and Friday. To find out more, head to npg.org.uk.